Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <laughs> Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I'm running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back to another edition of the Just Press Play pod. We are down. One man, LJ, is not with us today, but stepping right in, Bill Belichick would be happy. The next man up, we got Uncle Tony stepping here. What's going on? (laughs) What's happening, gentlemen? Glad to be here. And of course, we got Pops in the building. What's up, Pops? Hey, man, I'm just glad to be called a gentleman. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) You, You don't hear that too often, do you? No, I don't hear that very often. I'm very happy. So we took a slight hiatus after after the July Fourth weekend, and we we missed a week, but we are back, and we have some uh, some fun topics to get to. First, I want to let you know that the podcast is brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek.com. If you're looking for tickets to any event or game or show, whatever you're looking for, SeatGeek has the tickets, and they have the they make it easy for you to find the right ticket for your price. You get on there and they have, uh, like when you go to search for tickets on SeatGeek, they have the green dots for the good deals, the yellow dots for the not so good deals, and the red dots for the ones that you just want to definitely want to stay away from. It's just not not getting your bang for your buck. So right now, if you are looking to get a ticket, you can go on to SeatGeek.com and put in the promo code ACAA. That's for Armchair All-American. That is one of our... uh, affiliates on the podcast they help us out so if you put in acaa right now you will get 20 bucks off your first purchase over at seat geek life's an event seat geek has the tickets all right guys i gotta get into it speaking of events i i don't it's been a while since i've watched world series of poker i used to kind of back in the chris moneymaker days I used to watch a little. I think Phil helped me. You're dating yourself. You're dating yourself there, Kev. I have it. It's been a while. Helmuth guy. It's been a while. Is it Helmuth or Helmuth? Helmuth. Helmuth. Helmuth, isn't it? Phil Helmuth. Yeah. Okay. Phil Helmuth. Yeah. It's been a while since I've watched World Series of Poker, but I did catch something a little bit yesterday, and I thought, who better talk about this than Pops and Uncle Tony? Because I know whether it's (laughs) whether it's some poker down in the basement with the boys or out at the casino, I feel like y'all have done some gambling in your days. So yeah, yeah, yeah. anything yeah, but I'll Iron Cross. That. I'll play anything but Iron Cross. I don't, I don't even <laughs> know what Iron Cross is. Well, I can tell you, it's a good way to to think about getting shot. <laughs> we, we, we had a buddy I'm one time, Kevin. We had a buddy playing at one time, and he went every time. Finally, he says, "You know what? I'm fixing to go out and get my gun and come back in here and shoot somebody." And so, well. this buddy of ours, who shall remain nameless, went outside. <laughs> And I started putting my tennis shoes on and all my other buddies sitting inside said, what the hell are you doing? I said, well, if he brings that gun back, I'm going to have to run through the woods and I want my tennis shoes on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, so Kevin, I'm sitting in the corner and I, and I see, I see uh lift putting on his tennis shoes. Um, and this is the first time or second, third time I met that buddy of ours. And, and I was like, what? He said, no, I'm putting my tennis shoes on. I'm like, well, damn, I'm get my, I had my keys in my hand. <laughs> I had my shoes on and I knew where the window was that I was jumping to to get out. Well, that sounds like a hell hell of a weekend. Well, the good the it good was. news is our buddy uh took a little ride down a dirt road and he came back in with yeah. a better better sense of uh of uh hospitality and we all yeah. we all live to tell the tale. And luckily we yeah, luckily we have Pops and Uncle Tony here with us today to record this podcast. Yeah. 
That was an that was an infamous weekend for for many many reasons. So. Yes. Well, so speaking of the the, yes, the main event was. over the weekend, we had there was some controversy in the 2019 World Series of Poker where on day seven with 11 players remaining, Dario Samar- San Martino San Martino. I'm not exactly uh-huh. sure on the pronunciation. Yeah. He uh, he raised he had pocket tens, so he he raised the the pot, and then Nick March Marchington went all in with 22 million. He had pocket queens. So mm-hmm. San Martino had pocket tens. Marchington had pocket queens. So he went all in with 22 million. And when Dario asked the dealer for a count, the dealer just right off the top said it would be 17.2 million. So the the San Martino with the pocket tens decided he would call. He thought 17, cool, he'd call. And then he already said call. And then someone else at the table realized they were like i'm pretty sure that's more than 17 and they did a recount and the, and the dealer was like oh crap yeah that's 22 million but so then dario wanted to know he wanted to know if that's like he was like well wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute if i'd have known it's 22 he was going on with 22 instead of 17 i might what not would have called but apparently the rules go and i didn't realize this but there's a rule in there where the player has to be aware of what's on the table at all times regardless of what the dealer says so he was forced to then call $22 million. So he had to put that extra $5 million in to call the thing. So he was obviously a little upset. He was perturbed by this because he said he might. I mean, he he said no. he wasn't sure if he would call or not, but it would help the dealer did tell him the wrong number. So I'll just toss it over to you, Pops. What do you, I mean, does that seem right to you that he was forced to call the $22 million? Boy, this is a tough one because I think. Did I explain if, that okay? I tried yeah, to lay it I, out. I mean, yeah. I think I yeah, understand it, it pretty clear. Um, I, I, it seems to me if if I'm playing in the basement with Tony and some buddies and I ask what's in the Hopefully pot, no guns in there. Well, I mean, you never know. But uh, <laughs> Bowie knives. Just Bowie knives. <laughs> that's right. Um, you know, if I ask what's in the pot, it's it's up to me to know. And so if, if Keith or Tony says something that's total bullshit, I mean, and you know, I, I think it's more up to me. It does seem to me in the World Series of Poker, that if you ask a dealer for a count, you should be able to rely on that count. So Yeah, I mean, there's a I, little bit of a difference between you playing in the basement with the boys where there's probably a lot of drinks going around in the World Series of Poker. <clears> I feel like there dealer. is, but I will say this. It sounds like the rule is very clear. There is no room for uh, debate uh, in it. It is up to the player to know the amount and clarify it. Um, I think the only problem I really had that, and I watched the uh, the the feed on it, the uh, YouTube or whatever, the Twitter account, um, the video, and the the final guy that made the judgment says, if you're in for 17, you're in for 22, and kind of just that was his final line, and I thought, well, that's kind of horseshit because that yeah, that rubbed me the wrong way. That rubbed me the wrong way because there's five million dollars difference, and that's quite a bit, but. So I kind of felt like they should have allowed him to, before another card's played, maybe decide you can pull your, your money back. That seems like that would be the fairest thing to do. With that said, I think the rules are pretty clear, and I did think I do think they followed him. And I would be very interested to hear another opinion. So without further ado, Uncle T. <laughs> what, what, I was about to say, I know a guy that probably has I, one. I know Tony's got one. Yeah. It may be wrong, but it, he's going to have one. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I've got one. Uh so here's the thing, San Martino at the time, I if I remember correctly, had several more chips than twenty two million. Uh, yes. That additional five million to him did not make a big difference because at that point in time, I think he was the mm-hmm. second leading second leading in chip or number one chip leader with two hundred fourteen or something like that. And so seventeen to twenty two. So that was a bullshit statement for him to say. Well, if it was twenty two, I might not have called. Well, that's BS. You got pocket tens that don't know the guy's got pocket queens. You're calling $22 million. 10% of your pot, you're going. So, first of all, that's bullshit, and he's just trying to play it. And San Martino did something later where he and another player started talking about the cards, and the pit boss had to come up and say, hey, look. Well, the dealer said at first, sorry, you can't discuss the cards because you haven't laid them down yet. Neither one of them was going to bet anymore, but she she said, I'm sorry, you can't talk about what cards you got because San Martino's trying to guess. I bet you got ace-king ace king suited. Uh, when the game's connector. still going on, and he did. When people are still playing, yeah, the, yeah, people are still playing. He said, "I think you got ace king, ace ace king suited, or ace queen suited uh, connector." And he said, "You're not going to have this." So I know I got it, but am I right? Am I right? And so she said, "Sorry, sir, you can't talk about." It. So whatever San Martino said there, I'm not really buying it. But the thing is, the rule is the rule. Now, yeah, the dealer should have known it was 22, and yeah, that's a mistake. But you know what? Follow the rules. 17 to 22 million at that point in time. 
is two percent of your two to three percent of his total total uh, chip stack, and you know it's not going to make a difference in his call. He's not looking. He the guy's got pocket queens just because he goes all in. He may have pocket sixes or pocket tens, the same as the other guy did. I, I don't I don't buy that. And so I, I think that was a cop out once he figured out that. And and I can't remember in the sequence if the cards had been shown or not before he knew it was a twenty two mil before a seventeen mil. Well, I think so. The cards got the cards were not shown yet, but he okay. said, "Wait, twenty two. And then she was like, "Well, you call? Did he? She? You can even hear the dealer ask someone or someone asked the dealer, did he already say call?'" And she was like, "Yeah, he called. Yeah, he called it." And yeah, someone I, else came in and was like, "Well, if he called, he called." But it was just a guy that was standing at the table, so they called the VP over. I forget Jack Ethel. I think came over and was like, "Yeah, if he called, I think it was like yeah. a responsibility rule or player responsibility yeah. rule." Yeah. And to to your to your point. Yeah, the dealer screwed up, and and it happens. Just like we, I mean, we've watched enough football games to know that if you watch the Rams Saints last year, sometimes the dealer or rep <laughs> they just they, screw up every now and then. Screws up. <laughs> and and the other pro though that was sitting right beside him, who was not who had already folded, he knew right away when the rep when when the dealer said seventeen point two, he's like, um, I think that's off. I think I, he, I did I hear think that. That's off. Yes. So, I mean, but so yeah. it was pretty. It wasn't that. It wasn't. It was pretty obvious. Most of the players, and especially if you're if you're at the table. You're a pretty good poker player. You should be able, yeah. you should already have counted up how much he's got or at least have an idea. And you should, I mean, there's a responsibility to the player. So I didn't have that much problem with the ruling. I thought the guy saying to, to the last line to throw in there, like, oh, if you're calling 17, you're calling 22. That just seemed unnecessary to me. Yeah. But I do yeah. think you're right, Tone. I, he was probably going all in. Then he realized, well, shit, he's got pocket queens. This sucks. I mean, he's yeah. just upset that yeah. he saw pocket queens. Well, so I got probably. two, yeah. I got two questions. Say, so are you saying, he called and then asked for a count, or did he ask for a count and then call? He asked for a count. She said and then seventeen he two, and he said, "All right, call." Okay, and then, he called. And, then and then she. It was interesting to me though, and I the World Series poker just moves fast. But so the other guy says, "Well, it looks like more than that," and they realize that she got the thing wrong. And the one guy comes in and says, "Well, if he called, he called." And then she like pretty quick shows the river. So the dealer, the deal's going on, and then. San Martino's still he's carrying on and carrying on and upset about it and standing up and yeah if you look at the total amount of chips I didn't Tony realize he had point, that many chips was, okay he so he had two hundred fourteen million yeah, yeah. San Martino didn't okay. give a shit that was yeah that was that was on Sunday night and despite losing that hand San Martino started on Monday in fifth with twenty three point one million yeah. with just five players remaining so it didn't affect yeah. him that much in the long run but yeah. when you're throwing chips out there every chip matters especially when you're playing poker yeah. I get him throwing a fit but. And I, and I don't watch the World Series of Poker all that much, but I do watch it. And in in deference to something LJ said the other night, I do happen to stay up late. I also happen to get up early. Uh, I don't live in Norway, but you know what? I, I pretty much know my own schedule. So the thing about it is World Series of Poker late at night is a great thing to watch. And San Martino, if you, if you watch him a little bit, he's one of these guys that stares. And he does these stares that you really don't like. It's like, come on, man! You got a thirty-second stare on a, on somebody else. It, you know, it's just creepy. And one of the guys says, "Man, that's almost romantic." <laughs> and I started looking at him as he's as he's staring at that guy, and it's like, man, he's kind of like blinking his blinking his eyes and looking deep into his soul or something. It's like, man, come on, man. So San Martino, to be honest <laughs> with you, that was that was a little bit of a show to say I'm going to be upset, so he could kind of you know. It kind of throws yeah. some emotion out there and get the game going hmm. the way he wanted it to. So I'm, I'm, I don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> well, and you can tell, you could tell with us uh, kicking off the pod with some World Series of Poker talk. You can tell we're in <laughs> mid July and it's a little slow <laughs> in, in in the sports cycle. But since it is mid July, that means that football it's, is, what, is it's around the corner. Back. It's around the corner, baby. It's around. The I corner. don't know. I don't know if you've noticed. I was at a gas station the other day, and, and a fantasy football magazine popped up, and I, that there was this there was this little itch I had in the, in, on my arm, and all of a sudden that, that fever started getting back, and I thought, oh, it's oh, a, oh no, <laughs> the fantasy football Pop index fantasy has football shown index its already, with face. already got go. the mag. Well, it is. Yep. So I have, uh, you know, I have my seasons go by when and when I am or am not coaching baseball, and so. Baseball ended this past weekend for me, so that means that a trip to Barnes so & Noble time, is huh? in my future, and <laughs> there are two or three magazines uh, being bought, even though I may not look at them that much. Got to have them, and uh, and so it is It is that time. This is the time of year where everybody is the best football player they've ever been. 
Everybody's in the best shape they've ever been. They've gained oh, yeah. 20 pounds or they've lost 20 pounds. They're going to really they're going to really compete for that number 1 position or they're going to they're going to be the slot receiver that really produces. It's, Everybody's number 1 right now. And and then all of a sudden it's they'll the start annual time. Yep. They'll start throwing Yeah, it's the annual time where Devontae Parker yeah, Devontae Parker for the Dolphins. It, he's finally, this yep. is the year. This, this is, is the year. year you Devontae know? Parker, yep. Yep, this is it. And if so, you hang on long enough, Darren Sproles will, somebody, will show up in somebody's camp. So just hang in there, guys. Darren Sproles will show up. Don't worry. Yeah. So <laughs> it's hard to believe, but football is almost back. The NFL preseason kicks off with the Hall of Fame game on August 1st. And soon, that means regular season NFL and college football beer. So that means... It's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. We're talking my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. And if you want to get in on the action with trusted company that's been in the business for years, my bookie is the place for you with an easy, no hassle mobile site, 24 7 customer service, and bets on every sport and prop imaginable. My bookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. And right now, if you get in there and deposit, my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. You put in a hundred, they'll give you 50. 50. You put in a thousand, they'll give you an extra 500. It's that easy. All you got to do is go to mybookie.ag. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag and sign up today with the promo code JPP for Just Press Play. And my bookie will get you that extra deposit. Right now, you play, you win, you get paid over at my bookie. And with so, so the, what I want to talk about with football going on right now, there's the, the Madden ratings just came out. I don't know if you guys saw this by any chance. And I heard about it. Heard four, about it. Four guys I think are pretty okay with their rating because four guys got a 99 overall, and we'll talk about those four in just a second. But I don't know if it's – I think it's always been this case where we talk – it's because it's so slow in sports, we got to talk about something, so we talk about Madden ratings. But with Twitter nowadays, the all the players are upset about the rating. They're, every single guy thinks they got rated too low. Well, except for and four, so, I think. But Except for four. Except and for four. So let's talk yeah. about the four 99 overall picks. There was only one offensive player with a 99 overall. And three defensive, it was Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, Khalil Mack, all got 99s. And then DeAndre Hopkins for the Texans wide receiver got 99. So no QBs made it. So I'm just going to ask you, Tone, what's your thoughts on those four getting the 99 and no one else? Any any thoughts? Well, <laughs> yeah, I really, you know, I I don't have a lot of thought about Madden except who's on the cover because then I never draft him in fantasy football. Well, that's but, your boy. That's your boy yeah. on the cover. Who's on the cut? Co- Do they announce the cover? Oh yeah, the cover's Patrick Mahomes, Mister Throw It Out of the Stadium. Oh, oh son of a man! Bitch. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, that's fine, Tony. Unless you're drafting the in the top pick. two or one, you're not getting yeah. it anyway. So yeah, I haven't I haven't been a dynasty league that will, and I, we won't talk about that till later on this fall. But yeah, I'm not. Ooh, gonna I have know a shot LJ. League, LJ's so. ear just perked up. He loves it when Tony brings up his dynasty league. <laughs> 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 yeah. So here's the thing about Madden. It is it, it. Some of it, you know, they take measurables and it's based upon past performances and stuff. But I never, you know, never really looked into uh, that doesn't mean jack shit, except for these multimillionaires who ain't got nothing to do before training camp starts. And now it's like all they're doing is playing Madden. Oh, man. I'm a 99. What? I'm a 96. I'm a bitch. Okay. You know, those kind of things go on. So other than that, it doesn't matter. I will say this. DeAndre Hopkins is a 99 and being the only offensive player out there, I think is spot on. And, you know, because he is in his category by far and away the the best the the best in the business right there, right now. Yeah, I mean, so. he's been one of the top receivers for a while now. I, th- I mean, I no don't know about it. It's been debatable whether he's been the top receiver for the past four years, but regardless, he's been one of the top. And before this year, until DeAndre or until Deshaun Watson got there, I mean, he's had just a musical chairs at quarterbacks and he yeah. still produces every week in and week out. Well, now I might, I Dad, might what, beg what, to differ with y'all on Hopkins. Now, oh, okay. I, I love okay. DeAndre Hopkins, but I kind of came on to him last year. But I mean, you're, Antonio Brown has been the number one receiver drafted in most fantasy leagues in the last several years. And True. and I would I would argue that he has been the top receiver. But he's receiver. got the amazing quarterback thrown to him well, right now. Well, he doesn't anymore. 
<laughs> he doesn't anymore. Derek, I'm on my ass again car. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. he's got that guy going. Sorry for jumping in there, Pops. I'll, I'll let you finish. Yeah. What were you saying? So I I was just a little surprised that uh, that if he was number one, and I do notice, I looked up, so Antonio Brown got a 98. Julio Jones got a 98. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. got a 96. So they're certainly, you know, those are the yeah, other name receivers. And, you know, okay, 99, 98. Big whooper deal. Not a big, not a big difference uh, there. Yeah. But yeah. there is something to be the one yeah. perfect because ninety nine. By yeah. the way, for anyone out there, ninety nine is the top. There's no hundred rating, yeah. so yeah. that means he's the top guy as far as Madden. Well, I think go. every one so of them, everyone something. wants to be in the nineties. You know, everybody can't be in the nineties. It just you just can't be. Yeah, one guy who wasn't in the nineties, Mister uh, Keenan Allen over at the Chargers got yeah. an eighty nine. <laughs> yeah. He got an eighty nine, and he was. Very perturbed to say to yeah. say the least. He posted like this yeah. long Twitter video of him just all upset. He went and it's funny. He's sitting here. He's recording <laughs> this in the car, I think. And so it's not like in front of a, a computer screen or something. And clearly, the man knows his exact rating on like everything. He was like an eighty-four on short route running, yeah. an eighty-five on medium. He, he knew it every single number. So yeah. he had a long. Yeah. He, he was actually really upset yeah. about this. And Tony's right. These these multimillionaires, they got too much time on their hands. They're was, looking at yeah. every single category in the Madden ratings. I can I can guarantee you, Keenan Allen has no Madden ratings in his contract. He's not getting any <laughs> bonuses for his Madden rating. So. I don't know why he's any any mad about it. But, you know, now I will say this. Dr. Liff is right. You know, Antonio Brown has been phenomenal. And I'll say this about football in 2019. We are in for an interesting year because there was so much movement uh, it, with the top-tier guys. You know, you've got Le'Veon Bell, New York Jets, Antonio Brown, Oakland Raiders on Hard Knocks. That was an awesome, awesome, Can't wait. awesome, awesome episode, by the, by the way, on that. And then, um, you know, Odell Beckham with, with Cleveland – you just don't know. Some of those guys, now all of a sudden you've got these what ifs. What if Baker Mayfield has a sophomore slump? What if Antonio Brown can't live with John Gruden? You know, those all these different things are out there. There's, a, there's some little bit of doubt being placed in a lot of those top-tier players mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to watch. I think fantasy football drafts this year may be the most fun to watch that, that they've been in quite some time. I, I, I agree with you. There's just a lot of uncertainty out there. And the other thing that was interesting to me on, on the Madden ratings were the the quarterbacks out there. And your boy, Tony, the, the, cover, the cover boy, he was the top quarterback out there. Mahomes was a 97 overall. But the one that really is surprising, I think a lot of people, was coming in at sixth was Aaron Rodgers. He was the sixth best quarterback yep. in the ratings at a 90. Really? Above him are... Russell Wilson at five at ninety one, Andrew Luck at four at ninety two, Philip Rivers as the third quarterback at ninety four, and then Mister Goat, the the, the ageless <laughs> wonder himself, Tom Brady at ninety six. Philip Philip Rivers, I think he's a good quarterback, and especially like he's one of those guys in fantasy you're not usually excited about him when you yeah. get him, but he always produces every third single year. Highest rated, third yeah, best quarterback I agree. That in the NFL. Little, that was a little uh, ambitious. Well, the thing about Madden. His completion ratio, though, is pretty good. Um, yeah. He gets Hunter Henry back this year. I don't know if they factored that in. Um, he may but, or may uh, not have Gordon. They yeah, haven't signed I, Gordon yet. They haven't yeah. signed Gordon yet. You know, Gordon's going to sign because who's going to who, – He's got to sign. Trade for a for a eggshell head guy. You know, this this guy's had two concussions in the last three years. <laughs> he's got to sign. Anyway, I don't get – but, yeah, I, Rivers being three, you know, depending on what your measurables are as a quarterback, that's fine. What I find interesting on Madden is that a lot of these guys, they don't take into account their running ability. And I would have thought on Madden, you might see like Deshaun Watson be a little bit higher, maybe in those top five. Uh, not that Josh Allen is a good quarterback, but I, I bet you if you if you put together a Madden team that was right, you could you could probably put Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, uh, maybe Lamar Jackson in there with a as a rushing team, and you could probably get a pretty decent score. But, um, y- you know. Who knows what they're using there? But I, hey, Philip Rivers, yeah, he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. What do you, you want to hear? Something a little interesting too. I look, you know, there, there are certain uh, things they that make up their point total, and so it's like awareness, acceleration, yeah. agility, and strength. And I thought it was interesting. So the the highest person rated in strength, really, no big surprise, was Aaron Donald. Okay, I get that. Yeah. The highest highest in Probably agility, best player in football, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, okay. Okay. 
acceleration. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, who may or may not be playing next year. I don't know, but okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, but he's that, now that, the that other seems fair. awareness. I thought this one was very interesting. The number one guy in awareness is David Bakhtiari, the tackle for the Green Bay Packers. No. <laughs> also also known as the guy also known as the guy that was the he chugged the beer really fast at the Bucks game. Is that the one that did it? I knew I knew that name. That's Bakhtiari. That's Bakhtiari. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady was number two so, in awareness, but I just he was he's the highest awareness. David, he was super aware when that camera. Maybe that's why he got it. Maybe that's why he got it. Yes. Bakhtiari <laughs> is the number one grade in awareness. Oh, I would like to see how you computerize wow. awareness. I I'd like to talk to those programmers and say, okay, talk to me about awareness. How does that work in a video game? I mean, there there's a lot that goes into it, and I, more often than not, they're pretty old. Are pretty, they're, yeah. They do a pretty good job yeah. a lot of I mean, times. I guess he reads that blitz but, pretty good, is or something. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, you know, so now, so you're so you're an intern at EA Sports doing the Madden stuff, and it's okay, bud. Here's what I want you to do. There are 10,000 CDs downstairs. I want you to go watch David Bakhtiari <laughs> for six hours and tell me how many times he picks up the blitz. <laughs> Could you imagine being that guy? You're, you're watching I mean, there's, I'm sure there's worse jobs out there, but yes, that does. Seem, we need we need to really dive into <laughs> yeah. the Bakhtiari tape today, me, guys. We got to really get it. David Bakhtiari? <laughs> Damn. I'm for real. That's what it's saying. You know? <laughs> But yeah, and now so not only you David Bakhtiari, somebody's out there with with incognito going, okay, so give me incognito's awareness score. Okay, can I give you like fifty now because he's already suspended again? You, you know, can I just give you that and let's just go forward? Do I have to watch call tapes? Of Mike let's just incognito? call it a day. Yeah, can we just yeah, call it a day? Let's just let's call it what it is and let's move forward. <laughs> the the last the last at least quarterback I want to bring up was uh Eli Manning. And his rating on the game. I, before I tell you what his rating was, I just want to see. Can you guess, Uncle Tony? I'll start with you. Can you guess the number of quarterbacks rated higher than Eli Manning on Madden 2020? 41. Pops, what do you <laughs> well, think? Well, I'd say it, it's surely he's he's got to be in the top 32 of starting quarterbacks. I would think. Let me think. I'm going to say mm-hmm. he was ranked 28. I'll say 28. There were he was the 35th ranked quarterback. Wow. There 34 quarterbacks rated higher wow. than Eli Manning. So yeah, <laughs> you would think maybe top 32 at least a starting level, but no, there are 34 quarterbacks yeah. rated higher, including Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Flacco, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, <laughs> Lord, there's a better. There's probably more on the list that are interesting, well, but it it cracked me up to see old Eli down there at 72. And you know, I feel bad for Eli because here's. You know, Dude, yeah, he's made a lot of money. Yeah, he's made a lot of money. So I guess maybe I shouldn't feel bad for him. Yeah, he's going to be okay, yeah. <laughs> except he looks like a Manning. So, but other than that, he um at least he doesn't look like a Davis. But um <laughs> the thing is, he you know he came out this summer after their off season camp, and everybody's like, oh, uh, <clears throat> the new quarterback um, Jones, Dan Jones. Oh, he looks real good. He may he he may be able to to uh you know to to challenge for the starting position this year and Eli comes out and says you know I'm not sure how long I'll play in the league I might play for four or five more years I don't know I feel really good like right now I love the game dude you're you're about to not play for like six months I mean, it's, yeah right and for him to have that like unrealistic it's like oh Eli dude just just go on just take your money sit on a sideline Hold the clipboard. You still can walk with both knees. You're good. And go on. There's a there's a booth waiting for you at ESPN. Well, Just move on. But it, it was hilarious. I hadn't heard you say that. that. I think I wow. could play for four or five more years. Well, I mean, yeah, he might he might like be able to play for four or five years, but I don't know at at, at what it level. Be for the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. somehow it was funny. You say you feel bad for Eli Manning. Somehow. He still got chose over over Odell Beckham as who the Giants would rather keep. So I I don't know what's going on there. I think maybe it's yeah. still Archie Manning's pull and just in the world of football, yeah. he just has that kind of pull. But man, Eli, he just sticks around. He's the quarterback that never goes away. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, I really, want to ask a the question. guy I feel bad for is Saquon Barkley. He, he that's the guy I feel bad that, for. I think I you're sure fair in that stays, one. Yeah. I sure hope he stays healthy. Yeah. That because. 
he ain't playing for much this year. That poor guy, he's going to be on a rookie contract for the next four years, and I think they're going to run him into the ground. And let's just hope he's still able – those big old quads are still able to walk by the time he gets a chance to sign a new deal. What were, Pops, yeah. what were you going to say? I th- you had well, a couple of things ask. about running back since you brought him up. One, the top-rated running back in Madden is Todd Gurley. And, you know – do you remember? Do you remember how? Do you remember him in the Super Bowl? I think I, he I had one third down carry or something, or maybe he had. C.J. Anderson was the best running back on that team. Chop Anderson was by far the best running back on that team at the end of the year. I mean, right? Something's wrong with Gurley, right? It, didn't they come out that he had some kind of knee injury or something? Supposedly, I think he might have some arthritis in those knees. Yeah, they they think it's arthritis, but that doesn't mean he can't play through it. Well, so. It's just that he's not going to be able to give 360 touches every year. They're probably he's probably between 250 and 300 touches this year. But the thing is, when he touches it, if they do that, when he touches it, he's probably going to be pretty good. I'm not sure how Madden addresses that. But, well, and 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 I would assume in Madden, nobody gives a shit if you got a degenerative knee. It's like okay, unless they take that into account for okay, the degenerative knee comes in at the 35th play on your game. I, yeah. You know, I, other than that, he's still as from his someone, measurables when he has the ball, probably the number one running back. To 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 Tony's point, as someone who's played at not as much of late, but in in my lifetime, there's been a lot of Madden played. <clears throat> and so there is an injury rating that goes into Todd Gurley. So if you were to have him in your dynasty, he may get hurt <laughs> more often yeah. than say uh a Saquon Barkley will to this point. But that rating goes He's a 97 overall when healthy. So, like, he's a 97 yeah. overall. He might get – like because at one point, Mike Vick, back in 2004 or five, he was like a 99 overall, really high. And he's really good, but he gets hurt about once a game yeah. if you run around with him. He's going to get hurt. So, Todd Gurley is probably going to leave at some point in the game if you have him. But when he's in, like Tony said, and, and he gets a touch, he's going to be hard to bring down. So, I get that point. But – it was funny. We mentioned a little bit uh, about Melvin Gordon and how he's saying he's going to hold out and wants a new contract before he gets there. Todd Gurley may be the exact reason why the Chargers are going, whoa, now we're not ready. Because we just saw Todd Gurley get a huge payday, and a year later, we're now hearing the rumbles. Is his knees ever going to be the same? I mean, he's still a young guy. He's only, what, 20? He's pretty young. Six, probably? 20. I mean, he's. But, yeah. and think about it. Here's the other one Zeke. Zeke's wanting this new contract yeah. now. And I mean, I'm telling you, I think yeah. it would probably. I, I do think he is is he was the number two rated quarterback, by the way, or running back behind Gurley. Running back, yeah. And and I think he probably yeah. is fairly in that position. I think he is a great running back in the NFL. But I mean, I heard Cal, Colin Cowherd saying today he said trade him to Houston for Lamar Miller and a couple of draft picks. And I mean, Lamar Miller behind that Dallas line would do a pretty good job. And I just don't think you can pay a running back that kind of crazy money anymore. And and I think Gurley's one well, of the reasons I mean, why. Some some smart guys have thought that same way. I mean, there's Bill Belichick who's not who decided he wasn't gonna pay a running back and just he'd rather draft one, even if it's in the first round with uh Sony Michelle, he'd rather draft one and pay him that rookie contract for four years. And if they want to go get a big contract, Saints did the same thing. They'll draft yeah. Kamara in the fourth round, which that guy, it was interesting to me that Kamara was the eighth best running yeah. back. I mean, there's not many more more explosive players. But that's just kind of it, – it's sad to me because I, I think it's one of my favorite positions – a lot of people's probably favorite position to watch. The running back's so fun to watch, and they're some of the best athletes on the field. But it's just hard to say I'm going to guarantee this guy blank million dollars when it's just – you're after three or four years running the ball a lot, it, there's a lot of proof to show. It's just that's a lot of wear and tear on your knees and body because those are big old lines. Like we just talked about the 99 overalls. There's some good defensive players over there. There's some Khalil Max and Bobby Wagner who are just waiting to take you out. I just I, I wonder yeah. to see. I, I'm interested to see how the Zeke contract goes. Melvin Gordon, Barkley in a few years, McCaffrey. I just I think we're gonna see running backs not get that guaranteed money. And yeah, I feel yeah, bad. For in- yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. I. I yeah, the Cowboys are in kind of a situation because they've got three premier players they're wanting to pay. So congratulations, Jerry. Way to put yourself yeah. in that position. But um, the thing about a running back right now, uh, six years is your average uh, running back. You know, when you're 28 years old as a running back, you're old. And that's amazing yeah. to say that, but that's You're not that's old the for case. the earth. You're not old for you're the earth. You're just old for the field yeah. when you're at a running yeah. back. Yeah, so um, – so so anyway, I think that's interesting. You know, you, you've got two or three guys that are just the exception. Adrian Peterson has made it this far, Darren Sproles, but he wasn't a you know really a 
<clears throat> Adrian Peterson's an alien, though. Are we yeah, sure that that's Adrian a human Peterson's being? Adrian Peterson's an alien, yeah. And, and <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but, you know, 28 is old for a running back. And so now you get to – how do you pay these guys? And so when you get to year three or four uh, and they're still in a rookie contract, these guys are thinking, look, I only know I'm playing for three or four more years. I want money now. And so it's kind of a give and take. It's it's almost like teams know that I'm going to overpay and pay you for the service you've done me in the past, hoping I can get one or two more years out of it. And then mm-hmm. that's, that's a good point. Tony. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So, it's 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 these guys go yeah. like Le'Veon Bell says, look what I've done for you the past three years. And the Steelers, I mean, that at some point that's a businessman up there and they go, yeah, yeah. well, that's already been paid for. Yeah. I'm paying for the next three yeah. years. And what are you going to yeah. do in the yeah. future? And I think, and and this is just interesting, you know, Josh Jacobs, the rookie running back. The rookie the Raiders, out of Alabama? Yeah, the Alabama is now balking at his rookie contract. This may be, if he does hold out, this may be that that one that says, look, my position has a shorter time frame than any other it's position on life, the yeah. field. I need to be paid more now. It's a fair this point. This rookie, the scale and all that stuff. This this needs to change. Now we'll see if he continues to hold out or not, because that would be a really big statement for this kid to do that. Uh, we'll see, but it, it is interesting to have that conversation of okay, maybe the running back should have a different scale because they. I mean, you can look at look at Larry Fitzgerald. There are multiple wide receivers that are playing into their into their early thirties, quarterbacks mid thirties. Or late 30s, 40s. Yeah. Um, Breeze and Brady probably in their 40s, aren't they? Or close. And and they're getting paid huge contracts. Why isn't that money? You know, I I could see where running backs could say, look, this needs to be a bigger scale early for running back. Yeah. That's a lot, though. I, I do think it takes it's gonna take a rookie like that to make that stand, but that's a lot to ask, especially a guy like Josh Jacobs, who I mean, not that long ago in high school, he was a home. Like his family was homeless. Oh, yeah. Like, there's not a lot of money in that family. Like, I remember a Joey Bosa story. a couple of years ago. I know Tony's rolling his eyes. I'm bringing up Bosa, but <laughs> no, I knew their, it was coming, their family. Yeah. Their family actually it was really well on money, and he was able to hold out to get more yeah. the guaranteed money more yeah. that he wanted. You're asking a guy who's never quite had yeah. like it's hard yeah. to ask someone, hey, don't take this couple million now, even though it'll change your life and get change your parents' life. Don't take it now because you're trying to hold out for the rest of the position. Yeah. It's like, hold on, hold on. Why am I the face of this argument? Yeah. So, yeah. It's but, interesting. But that's where it's going to take. That's where it's going to take because it's those first four years that they're going to run you into the ground. Yep. And then by 27, 26. So that's when you get your first contract. When you get your first contract as a running back, you're kind of, you're on the backside of your career at best. So. Yeah. Whereas a quarterback, you get Kirk Cousins, his he, first contract comes at 26, he's 27. He's still got his best ahead of him. Theoretically, yeah. that's right when he's getting yeah. into his best football, yeah. right? Yeah. Wide receivers the same way. Mm-hmm. Linemen the same way. Uh, offensive linemen, at least. You know, they can play. But, yeah, those running backs, it's, you know, again, nobody's – there's only one or two Emmett Smiths, Adrian Petersons. You know, you, there's the guys that have that longevity just – just aren't out there. And I, it's a shame that they get compared to that from a contract. Standpoint. All right. Speaking <laughs> of longevity and careers and someone who may or may not be hitting their prime. Wow. Good one. Yeah, here we go. So wow. Taylor Swift has been in the news here lately. <laughs> she doesn't get brought up a lot on this podcast. We're not usually the big, the big Swifties here, but she, she's been brought up on June 30th. A couple of weeks ago, she published this long Tumblr, po- Tumblr post where she was accusing two major music executives of bullying her. I don't know. Have you seen any of this, Uncle Tom? I have not. I'm not a big Tumblr well, user. Well, neither am I. I just happened to see it on uh, on other other. It just kind of made it. It surfaced on other Twitter. There, I don't know if you know this. There's a lot of uh, Swift fans out there. Uh, there's a few. And when she, I have yeah. heard that. And yeah. when she makes, what do they a, call this? The crew, the crowd, the I don't know. I've always called they them called? Swifties, but there's there's a term for them. It's kind of like the yeah. for Beyonce. There's the the Bayhive. There's some kind of thing for 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 Swift fans too, and uh, so she made this big thing where she basically accused a lot of the, these these two big uh, music label groups of of bullying her, and it gained a lot of ground really fast. And, and basically, her her whole argument is, I'll try to kind of lay it out for you, is she used to be a part of the Big Machine label, which that's where she recorded her first six albums with, and they had that means they had uh, the rights to her master recordings, which means. The, the first time she recorded is the master recording. So that means anytime a movie, a show, a commercial, anybody wants to use Tim McGraw or Teardrops on My Guitar, any of those songs she recorded like when she was 16 or 17, that became huge. 
they pay Big Machine, not Taylor Swift. And mm-hmm. Big Machine just recently sold to a guy named Scooter Brown for three hundred million dollars. Scooter Brown, Scooter Brown is a Braun, I believe. Scooter Braun is a huge music label guy, and and he has, he's worked with guys like Kanye West, Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande. Does anybody besides me have it a little trouble taking somebody serious named Scooter? I, I don't know. I just uh, obviously he's well, a powerful well, the guy. Maybe but. yeah, the man's done pretty well for himself. As, as long as it's not Cooter Brown, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she says she says that this is her worst case scenario. That Braun's been bullying her for years, and that he's just she's been trying to buy back her old old albums for a long time now, and Big Machine would not do it and that the founder of Big Machine, Scott Borchetta, had refused to sell it to her and instead purposely sold it to someone that Taylor Swift would hate to have the rights to her song. It's been pretty uh, decisive ever since because a bunch of artists are waiting. Uh, Halsey and Iggy Azalea, I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They, Among others, yeah, I've heard, heard of them. them. They've taken nah, Swift's sides using the hashtag We Stand With Taylor. Others like Justin Bieber and Demi Lovato, who, as I mentioned earlier, have worked with Braun, said that he's just misunderstood and that he's not bullied anyone. The reason <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll give you some background on why she doesn't like Scooter Braun. If you remember Taylor Swift had that whole thing with there was when Kanye West came up on the stage, when Taylor Swift was accepting an award and basically ran her off the stage and said that Beyonce should win the award. And then a couple years later, Kanye released a song called famous, mm-hmm. which contained the line. I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why I made that blank famous she came in and and denounced that line saying it's misogynistic kanye west then later said that he called taylor swift and asked her if it was all right to use it because he didn't want to use a line like that without at least talking to her and then kim kardashian actually published a she like posted the video of of the call like they had on speakerphone so it basically made swift look really bad because she was like i can't believe he would say that and then there was a recording of her going yeah it's fine if you say that they may or may not have asked if they could throw the B word in there. You know, that, that that's kind of the big one, I think, is what really rubbed her the wrong way. So, and, and so she claims that Scooter Braun, who was kind of the publicist and person behind Kanye West, was the person pulling the strings on this. So that's why she says it's bullying. But I wanted to ask you guys, the big thing that she went on a tangent about was artists not owning their own songs and not being able to own their own songs. And she's saying she signed this deal when she was 16 years old. And she was trying to buy it back and couldn't. This isn't something new, though, right? I mean, this is Paul. No. This, this happened with Michael Jackson, I believe. And didn't it happen with Paul McCartney was involved in something? Maybe he was involved in the Michael Jackson. I don't know. But this isn't new, right, Tone? No, absolutely not. And, and Michael Jackson bought the McCartney Lennon rights. Uh, okay. But yeah, it's a, it, as Prince, the song goes, what happened with your, yeah, it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> so anyway, um, so, uh, uh, you know, a good, a good friend of mine, uh, Prince Rogers Nelson, you know, he had to change his name to assemble, you know, to assemble. And he had the same argument that Warner brothers had taken his masters and, and he wasn't going to record his prints anymore. And he was going to all that stuff. It, it happens all the time. And, and here's, here's my thought on it. And I'm glad you brought it up, Kevin, because I feel like ranting a little bit here, but you, you know, come on. So, Taylor Swift, multi, 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 probably billionaire, um, has profited from that big machine. They took a chance. She may have been a one-hit wonder. She may have been a two-hit wonder. But she's turned out to be a phenomenal pop star, right? That's the chance you take. The 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 way you pay the piper in that deal is you make that make that deal. Now she's when she says I'm being bullied. Well, that's BS. You know how many people she's got under contract to her lawyers, her managers, her studio guys, they should be the ones that if she's going to be mad at anybody, she ought to be mad at her management for saying, Hey, why did we make this deal? Why didn't we get out of this sooner? Uh, You know, if you watch, I just got through watching Bohemian Rhapsody uh, just a couple of days ago for the first time. Phenomenal film, by the way, movie queen did the same thing. You know, they went to, uh, they went to their label and said, we're going to make this just like this. And you're going to, queen's going to do this. And, And so they bucked the system. It happens all the time, uh, and so for her to do this for me, it's just another way for her to keep the T Swift name out there. And uh, you know, if you know, I, I'd like to see more pictures of her and Katy Perry kissing and making up. That'd be great. You know, I got no, I got no desire to see her 
kiss Scooter Brown or Scooter Brown or Cooter Brown or whoever this guy might be, I, I, unless he's, you know, got a wife, then fine. They want to kiss and make up. I'll watch. But otherwise, I've, I've you know, you know, you're a Butter big girl. He's oh, my you're, you're a big girl. You're multiple. You've got multiple homes and multiple places like your music. Good music musician. I'm sure you're going to turn into the Madonna of the 2020s. And I can't wait to see your sex book come out. But, you know, Whoa. it's just, you know, it, come on, man. Come on. You know, I, I just any. Yeah. So it's just grow yeah. up and put your big girl panties on and, and move on from it and, and make another so, great album. So you don't have to worry about it. As far as far as Taylor Swift being bullied, uh, I would love to if I could get bullied and end up with an estimated net worth of three hundred and sixty million is what Business Insider has her net worth at. I'd be OK mm. with that. But that I, I feel like you might have. At least some thoughts. You look like you, you have something. No, well, back no, I, I think I tend to agree with Tony on this, and in, in that, uh, you know, if if obviously if the masters were for sale, if the rights to this music was for sale, then she has the money. Why didn't she go buy it? Why didn't she bid? That's why I'm always confused. So is can I can I interject? Can I interject real quick? Yeah, but how did Michael Jackson buy the Beatles music? Because I mean, the Beatles had a lot of money. Paul McCartney and John Lennon they were for sale. You know, that's that. I think Tony kind of hit some, the nail on the head in that. That's your legal team and your business manager's issue. Maybe you had to sign that deal just to get your music distributed in the first place. And if that's the case, that's the case. But if you had the opportunity to buy it and didn't take advantage of that, uh, that's either your fault or your legal team's fault or or somebody like that. So I I think I would tend to agree that it's a little bit much ado about nothing. Well, so apparently this this is what... there's different sides of the story. If you ask Scott Brachetta, the guy who was a big big machine label who sold it to Scooter Braun, or if you ask Taylor Swift, there's two always. different, as always, there's two different sides of the story. And then there's probably the middle, which right. is the correct story. But she claims that she had been trying to buy him back and that the only offer Borchetta gave her was that she could buy the rights to her master recordings, but that that meant the next three to five albums, there was a certain number that she came out with would be under the big machine label. So she would still be under them and they would make some profit off the next couple albums. She didn't want to do that because big machine was getting ready to sell. It's, it's been known that they were going to sell soon. So that meant if she signs that deal, then that means her next three albums is going to be under. She doesn't know. She doesn't know who she's going to be working for. And she didn't want to sign up for that. Understand that a little bit, but it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, we talked about the running back position and how it's just kind of the way it works. She's 16 years old. She needed to, she, she needed, she wanted to make a, a, get her name in the music business and big machine label, as uncle tone said, they gave her an opportunity. They took a chance and said, we'll go with this young girl in Nashville and see what happens. Good. It was a great bet by them. It worked out really well for her and them. And that's just kind of the name of the game. This isn't going to be the first, it's not going to be the last time that someone's a little upset that they signed a deal that may not have been in at, at 16, yeah, you could say, well, they they took advantage of her, but they also took a chance on this nobody who's yeah. playing in bars in Nashville. So yeah. it's kind of the way it goes. It's, I, I don't know. I I get her being a little upset that she doesn't have the master recordings because it does feel odd that you it's your voice and your song and you don't own any of it. But that's just the business. That's the way it works. Yeah. And it's just like guys getting cut and not making the money in the NFL once their knees go down. That's just the business. That's just part of the, the way yep. life yep. works. And yeah. Yeah, and I, I, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, okay, I'm sorry, Taylor, go back to your mansion. But <clears throat> from a business standpoint, I, you made a good. That was a good uh, segue there, or, or comparison, Kevin, with the uh, to the running back. You know, you take that chance, you pay a little, and you get a lot in return. But then at that time of the next contract, you better be prepared to pay a lot because you didn't pay much in the beginning. And <clears throat> you know, that's that's probably true. However, and and just in entertainment. Like football is entertainment, basketball is entertainment, NBA is strictly a circus. So um, I was, I just thought I'd <laughs> I'm that. sure y'all y'all appreciate anyway, that. Um, <laughs> but you know, you never know. The next the next album might be your last because it sucks, and all of a sudden things change. And so I, I I get that part, but you know what? She had the shot to get the masters. She should have done it. And so I'm not gonna feel bad. I do I do wonder. I think you may have been on to something there, Tony. You said something earlier, and I, I'm sure she is upset about this. And this is this gripe's not just all BS, and she does she does feel a, a type of way. But there probably is a little bit of, 
I think uh, Jerry Jones once said, any publicity is good publicity. And this is yeah. just Swift keeping her name in the yeah. news cycle. I mean, we're sitting here talking about it two weeks since she posted that. So she's keeping her name yeah. in there. And oh, oh, by the way, Taylor oh. Swift has an album coming out, I think, in a month or two. Oh, oh. really? So, <laughs> oh, I, really? Kanye West has done the same thing where it seems like he, for gets, years. he, yes. he gets in the news for something crazy, whether it's good or bad. He's in the news. And oh, oh, by the way, oh, I'm dropping an album. There's an album too. coming. By the way, there's, street, album. there's always somebody with the playing playing the game who's controlling the strings. And that that might be her business partner okay. saying, let's get your name in there. Playing let's the let's game. Let's get in there. That's right. So, I do. <laughs> yeah, she is. And I, I do. She like has a ton of fans. I'm not going to lie. If a Taylor, if the right Taylor Swift song comes on on the radio, Kevin may or may not be singing along in the truck blaring that radio. So, well, I will say when we get to the segment of, hey, what are you listening to? Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to be on my list. You know, but, and uh, I like her, but I, I do. You like know, her, Kelly yeah. Clarkson. Kelly like Clarkson had a remedy yeah. for old Taylor Swift. She told her she should go back and record, re-record all her because it's. The first recording, so she could re-record "Teardrops on My Guitar" and like rename it like the deluxe or something. I don't know, but she could re-record it and then have the master recording oh, to yeah. that. The remaster, yeah. I, I, there, there's yeah. a little difference, you know. There, there's a difference between when that album came out at 16 and when she she's a different woman now. She's a grown. Yeah. She's 29 now and a, a mega star. She recorded that at 16 and and this note long shot. Yeah. So I don't know if that's worth doing, but it is. It is interesting. Yeah. To. Yeah, to quote a, a very, very good friend of mine, she's a grown-ass woman. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> I think I've heard, I think I may have heard that once once or twice in my day. Okay, I did want I did want to throw this out there. I don't know if we'll, I, this may or may not get cut. We'll see how it goes in the editing pro- process. But <laughs> this week, uh, the Lion King is being put out. The new version of it that's going to be a live-action Lion King and. Can you feel the love <laughs> I, tonight? I, don't, I haven't heard it, but I promise it's going to sound better than what you just heard in your ears that when the song <laughs> plays on Friday in theaters. But this thing is expected to make a ton of money. I wanted to bring it up mainly because I remember growing up on Lion King, and that might have been my favorite movie. That's it definitely it's was my favorite movie. It's still movie. one of my favorite yeah. animated movies of all time. We talked sure. a little Toy Story before. So I just kind of wanted to throw it out to you guys, Art. It seems like it's going to be a complete remake, just a live action with a ton of big name stars as voicing over the different characters. So, Pops, any interest at all in this new Lion King? Yes, I am interested uh, in it. And and like I, I, I saw on one of the late night shows, John Favreau, uh, which the I, I knew him when I saw him. I knew the name, but I, I wouldn't have put the name with the face when I saw him. I knew him exactly. Um, and he is he is a big deal with the new Lion King. Uh, has a lot to do with him. I actually kind of like John Favreau, but um, directed Iron Man. I did Iron Man, yes. So, and they did like I guess there was a premiere where Elton John and all these A list people went to see it. Um, so it's getting a lot of uh, oh, a lot of you play. Are right. I do recognize him now that I see him. Yeah, you yeah. definitely recognize him. Beyonce and Meghan Markle shared the. Red yes, yeah. Tonight. That's I guess that's what it, maybe it was Entertainment Tonight. I, oh yeah, I, they, Tammy probably had control of the TV. That's what <laughs> it was. Entertainment Tonight. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I'm actually, I don't know that I'd go to theaters to see it, but I am anxious to see it uh, sometime soon. <clears throat> Absolutely. Tom, any interest in your part? Okay, so I'm I'm conflicted. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I with I, I guess it's a generational deal. And but the lot that Disney is doing this and, and for part of me is like, you know, they're just making money on these stories. They now have the technology to do this live action. And so They've done Aladdin. They've done they've Tarzan. Done, um, Tarzan. Jungle they've Book. Done, uh, Mowgli. They, all this stuff. They've gone to live action, and I, you know, to me, the cartoons were awesome. But my kids were well. Speed bump. Yeah, we you know, we're gonna. It's just five, that maybe, now it's know. a generational deal that all of a sudden you're bringing these guys back up and you're doing it in this new format. So part of me is like, yeah, you know, a new generation of five to ten year olds are going to get hooked on this it's going to be their crack they'll be watching it for 10 or 15 years people will be punching cds in in the back of their expeditions and blazers and, Pro- probably just and hooking Escalades up the bluetooth on their phone probably just streaming it yeah but yeah. you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there you go so yeah probably just streaming it damn uh anyway so part of me is like yeah you know they just need to do it for that generation other part of me is like why mess with a classic and, and you know it's just a it, it's just being put back out there to to make more money for disney if it's not a hundred percent phenomenal, 
to me, it, it's going to be a bust. So it's it's just like if you know if you're going to remake a classic, it damn well better be better than the first one. Just like a Star Is Born, they made they've been making a Star Is Born every 15 years since 1930 something, and so they've the Star Is Born made last year. Hell of a good movie. So, you know, here's The Lion King coming out 25 years or, yeah, 25 years after it was first put out there. You know? You better. Okay. Yeah, I do think I do think you run into an it interesting. It better be damn good. That's all the, I'm saying. The bar is already set so high. If you come in, if it's a mediocre film, then, it, then it's going to end up being yeah. a, or if it's just a good film, then it's going to be looked at as mediocre to bad. Like, it needs to be really good yeah. because you're, you're touching a yeah. classic. You're trying to yeah. repolish off a classic. Yeah, but guys, because I can tell you, Disney yeah. are, they're geniuses, right? Yeah, so they, they own the this. rights to this, <laughs> yeah. and I will so say, I guarantee they own you, everything putting this out will bring interest back to the original. The animated show will get bought and streamed again. I mean, I think yeah, Disney yeah, is. I absolute, might go on. I want to go, go buy stock. I need to go buy watch. stock in freaking Disney. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Because you should have done that okay. a while back ago. Oh, I should have okay. done it. Yes, no doubt. So now. So now we can start doing this thing. Okay, Nathan Lane or Seth Rogen, who did it better? Okay, for me, I can't wait to see what Seth Rogen does with this, just to hear. Yeah, all I can think about is his laugh. All I can think about is Seth Rogen's laugh. Okay, yeah, a stone Pumbaa. How cool is that? You know, Pumbaa already seemed kind of stoned, like going back now. Yeah, he kind of did, you know. Thinking back, uh, yeah, maybe Seth Rogen does have but that anyway. stoned laugh. It, there, There is a stoned laugh, and everybody <laughs> knows what we're talking about, and it's – they're, yeah, hearing they're, hearing they're hearing it. Yes. Yeah. They're hearing it, but not that I would know anything about that. So, um, <laughs> but you know, I think that that part of it is fun, but you know, it just better be just really damn good. And, and so I, that's the part of me that that's like, you know, why mess with a classic and, and leave it like, I'll that. say this. But I'll probably, I I'll probably will be in theaters to go watch it because I loved Lion King at a younger I, and I haven't watched a lot of these live action the new remakes really and from all I've heard a, there, a lot of people really like them like I've heard LJ and, and Hannah talk about some of the Tarzan Jungle books I believe and they really liked them so yeah. I, I'm going to watch it I, and I'll report back to you guys after okay. I see it alright all right, report back let us know let us know how it is alright Let's wrap up the pod as we normally do, and let's do a little what we're listening to. We did we talked some T Swift. I don't know if that's what we're listening to. I, hopefully, we're not listening to Tony's <laughs> rendition of the Lion King soundtrack. Hopefully, we can actually put the real version in there. <laughs> but, yeah. But I'll start with you, pops. What what have you been listening to here as of late? This was a little out of left field, and I can't remember exactly where I heard it. But I heard Travis Tritt singing the other Whoa. day. And oh, man, really? it got me back wow. on a little Travis Tritt. You know, here's a quarter, call someone that cares. Uh, 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 God, I can't even I, remember man, all this. Was, was he the one that sang that rice wow. cooking in the microwave? It's a great day to be alive. Or no, that's yes, not Travis. it's a great. Is it? Yeah, okay. I think it's a great day to be alive. Travis uh, Tritt. Uh, uh, the kid sitting in the front row. I'm going to be a somebody someday. I mean, he, <laughs> Travis Tritt had some good stuff. He really did. So uh, I have yeah. to put a few Travis. Crit classics uh, on the website. Yeah, that's what I've been listening. You to. know, Travis Travis Tritt is when Redneck became cool. A little know? bit. He was a member before of a country Redneck, club. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Redneck Redneck before then was like, man, don't be a redneck. But then also, Travis Tritt was one that started coming in as like, oh, you know, it could be cool to be could a redneck. Be cool. Yeah. That's Travis Tritt's, you know, his contribution to society. <laughs> I liked <laughs> that, a little Travis a, Tritt. I did yeah, back in the day, is, and, and still still today. That, so, that's a uh, big old round face, that ugly ass haircut. If that guy can sing and get women, anybody can sing and get women. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it's the singing. I think you need yeah. you got a master, and and we and we know already clearly by listening to this podcast that you have that in spades, that singing voice. So in spades. <laughs> so look, did you see the full circle I did there? We just we were talking about cars to start the podcast, and then I throw a little spades out there. Wow. Um, Fantastic! I want to go for what my what we're listening to. Shout out to I was I was writing thanks a lot to uh, Pops and and my, our main man. Everyone on here knows our main man Keith Mac Daddy was helping. Peepers. He was helping us move. I, I moved into a new place this weekend, and both of them were helping. And when they were riding around, they threw some Avid Brothers on on mm, the playlist mm. when we were in the car. The Avid Brothers can kind of jam. I, I've I've neglected them. I know Dad and LJ have brought them up before. I think. And I've kind of neglected them, and 
that was my mistake. I'm just going to throw it out there. The Avert brothers, I, I'm digging them. They can jam. So that, they're that, good. That's what I've been listening to ever since this weekend. I'm gonna have to figure out these Avert brothers. I've never listened to them. They're, I'm have to go find them. The Magpie and the Dandelion. Listen to it, Tony. It's a great album. Fantastic. I'll hook you up, brother. Tone, right. what about you? You been listening to anything good lately? Oh yeah, you know, you know, I'm a little eclectic. I, <laughs> you know, I like to like to expand my boundaries. So here's two. The two things I've been listening to is Vampire Weekend. Oh, I like it. You mentioned that. I've not, not really listened. I could. I'll Speaking listen. of Keith, Keith mentioned them too the other day. I think I heard him say Vampire Weekend Was it the other day. Keith mentioned Vampire yeah, Weekend. Yeah, somebody he said it did. Up on some oh, radio station, and he really liked it. He's been drinking rosé wine again. <laughs> um, uh. You know, the thing about Vampire Weekend that I really like is is that every song is complex. There's nothing, you know, it and it is just up and down. There's different music uh instruments, but the songs when you listen to the words, there's so much going on in there. And this whole I've been listening to the this album's Father the Bride. It's their it's their newest one and and he's talking about the explosion of a relationship and and a wedding that goes on and all the things that go on with that. It's really uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite lines, he says, "I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die." And it, you know, and so he lot so much stuff going on in the hmm. album and 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 great harmonies. You hear great electric guitar solos. They got a great sound. Oh, they guitars. got a great sound. You hear you hear uh, uh, orchestra orchestral movements and it's just really awesome. It's it's a fun album to listen to if you can just sit down and listen to it. And I and I've been listening to it like three or four times as I've gone back and forth traveling. So, and then on the flip side of that, this is where it really gets weird is ACDC. Oh <laughs> yeah, and Throw so it, back. it goes All back. Right. To, and so it's and it, and it, and I started listening to ACDC and it's just so minimalist. That it's just you, a singer, a lead guitarist, and drums, and they just are hammering you with rock and roll. And you know, it's just right there. It's fun lyrics. You know, I, you know, I encourage everyone to go listen to "Giving a Dog a Bone" if you feel <laughs> like you know, you know, uh, you know, it's a bad day. Go listen to "Giving a Dog a Bone." And but everything is, you know, it's just so right there in your face. And it's and, and it's such a comparison to Vampire Weekend, which has so much complexity going on. And all ACDC is is just guitars, boom. guitars, uh, uh, a, a drum, and a guy in a gravelly voice. It's just real. It hits you so much lower. It's just right there in your gut. I, that's that's what I've been listening to. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And by the way, to anyone out there, if, if you're – and I know as as this is being edited by LJ, he's going to be just pulling his hair out because if you that's not a cricket in your car, Uncle Tone. You know he he, <laughs> he records from the back porch, so that's that's why we're hearing that beautiful background serenade from a cricket. I yeah. think just y'all come out here and yeah, y'all come out here to the country and record with me. It's great. It's, it's, it's great. It's so that's what we got today. We got the JPP pod featuring. <laughs> The cricket, Kev, and, it, and it's it's a beautiful. I may have just saw a wildebeest go by Tony <laughs> back there. I mean. No, that's a that's Bigfoot. Bigfoot. I leave out a couple of turkey legs. Which if I had okay, if I had to get into it, eating contest. Yeah, turkey yeah, legs, okay. turkey legs, and cheeses. I'm hey, telling ooh, you, I, I, can eat, I can't touch Tony on cheeses. You can't touch it. It's over. This it's. Over Kevin, you can't so, touch this. Yeah, he can eat cheese. It's all. You can, I could go get that. I day. could go get that big old that big old box from like Sam's or yeah. Costco's, and he would just he would just tear it up. Oh God! Sixteen ounces in five minutes, man. I take it. It's done. <laughs> it's one pound, five minutes. Over. It's amazing. Oh man! Over. It's amazing what he can do to a box over. of cheese. It's, it is incredible. All right. Well, on, on that note, we'll let your minds wonder on where pops is going with that. But on that note, I think we'll wrap it up. I do want to say, I, Uncle Tone. <laughs> I really appreciate you hopping on with us. I, I thought if we're going to talk some football and maybe talk some talk some fantasy, we had to get. I mean, who better than get Uncle Tony on? And and I'm ready for some Man, football season. It. I'm ready to get some, get some more talking going on. And anytime, I am I am humbled to be here in your presence. So thank you very much for <laughs> allowing me to be here. What, you know, I, I think before we started recording, you, or maybe it was right when we started, you called Dad a gentleman, and and he said he doesn't get that often. Oftentimes, I don't hear people say they're humbled to be in our presence. So uh, we're just getting, we're getting showered with the compliments here today. <laughs> yeah. 
So that'll do it for another episode of the JPP Pod. We will be back next week. By the way, you can catch, you can find our show notes over on our website, justpressplaypod.com, or you can find us on the Facebook or Twitter, wherever you do your social media, and you can find us. The Facebook? On the, the Facebook? The okay. Facebook. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know why I threw the the in there. Like, like I'm an Ohio State fan. I got to throw the the in there before, <laughs> before I say it, but... Yeah, find us on we'll Facebook, on find line. us on Twitter, find our <laughs> website, comment if you have any argument. I'm sure there's there's a lot you have to disagree with on us. That's one thing about Tony when he gets on here. There's a lot to disagree between. We're always going to disagree with him, and there's a lot of different opinions. So it, if you think one of us is wrong, go ahead and leave us a comment. Let us know, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, we will catch you again next week on the Just Press Play pod. Peace. Peace out. Peace.